Hey, Swim Out of the Boxers. Today we're talking about how do I swim more slowly. No, we're not trying to make your swim time slower. Although wouldn't it be funny if for some reason people get so fast over the next few years that the new challenge turns into seeing who can be the slowest swimmer to get across the pool. Then the first person to finish the race would get the pity clap while we waited for the real talent in the water to continue taking their time while we ate our nachos and hot dogs. (sighs) To dream. But the real meat of today's podcast is learning how to control your pace in the water. Differentiating between paces while you're swimming without the aid of a clock can be a super difficult concept to grasp. So let's chat about it. All right, we are recording audio. Monday, Monday. So it's Monday now. But it's a song, right? This won't be released until probably a Wednesday. And who knows when someone's going to listen to it. In my life right now. It is a Monday, Monday. So Isn't that a song? It is, yeah. I don't. I can't tell you who sings it. Golden or Oldies. Is it? Or the, is that the anything word? about it? <laughs> um, I know. That's my favorite thing to do on the podcast: is say things that you just basically ignore. And if for some reason you have no idea what podcast you're listening to right now, this is Swim Out of the Box. Jump the gun. Sorry, <laughs> just friends. So you know. Um, I'm just so excited to talk. We're gonna talk about swimming today. Shocker. And in that, specifically, I'd like to talk about freestyle pace for, I'm going to say, beginners slash triathletes. Oh, just freestyle, not swimming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to talk about freestyle pace. Uh, And this comes to my mind or, or is at the front of my mind because one of my clients who is a very athletic guy, um, Picking up triathlon comes from a running background. Do you think if you're a feminist, do you think that freestyle is like the white male of the swimming s- strokes? What? <laughs> I don't know. It gets all the attention. Like no one has to try. You know, freestyle is just First like all, the stroke that. <laughs> no, I don't think that. <laughs> everyone gets. And second of all, what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it didn't work. It sounded funny in my head. <laughs> I don't think it was fully formed. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing your thoughts, though. No worries. No worries. Thanks for acknowledging. Um, so anyway, back to my client who comes from a, a track and field background. Great runner. He's done marathons. I was going to say distance right. runner or both. Okay. Both. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a question or an idea that comes up, I think, pretty frequently for people getting into swimming that don't have much of a swimming background, but are getting into like distance swimming. Being able to pace or the concept Understanding of pace how itself? This is, the, this is the question. Okay. How do I swim slowly? That's the question, which is a form of pace, right? For a lot of people that are just getting into swimming and, and are you know fairly fit, mm-hmm. they just have one speed and it's go. And so... People getting into swimming later in life? I, I would say even for kids. Think about like an eight-year-old. It's just go. There's no like concept of, well, this set, I'm going to swim slower. This warm-up is a slow warm-up. Or, you know, it, it's just go. So I think I need to back up. Sure. Because when I was swimming and like training as a, you know, club team competitive swimmer, whatever you want to call it, when I was growing up, pace work, quote unquote, uh-huh. is something we would do in practice that I just like it, could not <laughs> practice, handle. Yeah. Practice. Um, 
I didn't know how to pace because like you said, I had, well, I had one race speed. I didn't have just one speed, but I was just bad at doing like pace, like, like the, the, um, long distance swimmers did pace sets all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sprint middle distance, so that wasn't really something we did, but anytime I had to do it, like I struggled aggressively, but you're talking about just sort of a more overarching, like, how do you know how to regulate your pace? Yeah. Okay. Okay. How do you regulate speed? Right. Okay. Um, because I think for a lot of people getting into the sport of swimming, it's kind of like if I slow down, I sink or I can't be on top of the water anymore. You know what I mean? They lose like proper body position. Yeah, they just proper they, everything starts everything failing. Falls apart. Okay. They're so reliant on momentum, right? Mm. Like we're going downhill all the time. Right. They have to go fast, right? Part of that obviously is technique oriented and and posture oriented. Um, But there's also a couple of things to keep in mind. And this is what I find works. This is worth money. So if you're listening to this, I just saved you, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. A dollar. Ready? Can you swim freestyle without making a splash or can you swim freestyle as stealthy as possible stealthily stealthily as possible those thoughts force everyone to slow down it's like magic it's crazy how that works Hmm. it's just a thought and obviously they have to apply it to action and not actually try to splash but everyone i've ever asked to do that always manages to slow down and they're you're saying that their movements stay correct they slow everything down they start gaining control it's less frenetic is it using myself as an example and the way that you have taught me how to swim freestyle so that my the tear in my shoulder labrum doesn't hurt thank you by the way um my pleasure i don't know how i would swim that without splashing unless i'm like delicately placing my hands into the water which means i would lose that the way that i'm you would slow down right but and that's kind of the point for this this person or this type of person so it's okay that sort of the movements change a bit right they don't understand why they can't swim a 500 i'm in great running shape i could run a marathon but why can't i swim a 500 listen i can swim for days and i could probably run like a mile right now preach my knees are that of like an 89 year old um like the sound of velcro is the sound my knees make (laughs) when i walk it's really gross i'll do a podcast one day just of my knees and everyone will be like what is this is that asmr no what is that yeah that's is it that's what you're describing would be asmr yes my velcro knees yes but anyway um i know someone wants that there's got to be someone out there who wants to listen to your knees make velcro sounds we can probably not listening to the podcast right now but there's someone in this universe to hear that um excuse you yeah pardon me um so and going into this idea of like how slowly can you not how slowly can you swim but can you swim without making a splash it forces people to slow down a little bit um we're very beneficial. We, we have a benefit of having this endless pool, right? Right. We can control the pace. And in swimming... Of the current. In, of the current. Right. And in swimming, there, in traditional swimming pools, your pace is always changing. It always changes. 
you're approaching a wall. You either speed up or you slow down. Mm-hmm. You turn on the wall, whether it's a flip turn or an open turn. You're obviously you're speeding up, slowing down. Mm-hmm. You might run into somebody into your lane or have to slow down and adjust for that. So you're constantly changing speeds and not ever keeping the same pace for a, for a very long duration, right? In a standard pool. Yeah, in a yeah. standard pool. But in the endless pool, we get to control exactly how fast someone can go or how slow they can go. Um, and I this still is feel like in terms of like, well, you wanted to talk about freestyle, but in terms mm-hmm. of butterfly, there's only s- at like a certain slowness I can get to before my stroke becomes yes. that of... I don't even know what. Yeah, a fake butterfly, basically. Yeah, caricature of a dolphin. Like. Yeah, I mean, it's a different thing. So that's why I, didn't w- I wanted to be specific about freestyle. Okay. Um, because that, you're right. It's like butterfly, you're working at least 75% at the low end to, you know, 90 Yeah, because now know, that There's I'm not a lot of range there in butterfly. Thinking about what you said about, like, I don't really agree. I think I had some control when I was eight, but I'd also been swimming for a while at that point. But in butterfly, like that's definitely my MO. Like I remember what, like my college coach was like, well, we really need to work on your 200 fly pace. And I was like, sure, I'll show you how that goes with me. <laughs> and I remember cause I swam it at prelims and I was like, watch how this goes. I'll show you how it's going to go. It's not going to work. I did terribly. I gained seven seconds. Yeah, and, and everyone's different too. Like maybe you just needed to go out hard and try to hold on. That's what I do. And then there's other well, people. That's what I did. I don't think I could do too. And fly then there's right other now. people. You know, they have to go slow that first fifty and then build each fifty. Sally, after that. save up. Yeah, it's just different strokes for different folks. Right, and I guess I yeah okay, so I can I can relate to that in butterfly. Yeah. So with freestyle, um, I'm I'm gonna refer back to this client that I was talking about earlier because he was the one that kind of posed this question to me this weekend. Um, and we did a kind of a little experiment in the endless pool where I slowed his pace down to force him to have to swim slow. After you slowed I the speed of the current down. Yep. Okay. Um, after I, you know, asked him to not make a splash, which he did very well, and it did slow him down quite a bit. And he had a really great insight, which was, oh, I feel like when I swim slower, I have this urge to want to quickly pull, but I have to slow down my pull. And he's absolutely right. It's not about you pulling mean his harder. Phase. Yes. We don't like that word. That's well. a bad word here. The P word, we don't use that word here. Come on. Dust stop. <laughs> it's your a four brain. letter word here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad um, word. You know, so pull. That's the bad word, in case yeah. anyone was unclear. He had a really great thought in that, and it's accurate. I think for a lot of people, they don't understand the sort of dynamic quality of water. It is exactly like being on an erg. A right? rowing machine? Uh-huh. The like faster you move, the harder it is to pull. It's the same thing in swimming. The more resistance. You got it. Mm-hmm. So if I move my hand, or let's say, I, I explained it to him as, you know, I can go zero to 60 with my hand as like a, you know, a concept of, I could go to zero to 60 in a second, or it can go zero to 60 in four seconds or five seconds, right? Mm-hmm. If I go in one second, I have more resistance to push against. But that's not maintainable. It's just not. Mm-hmm. But if I go to four or five seconds, zero to 60, I can maintain that pretty much indefinitely. I have less resistance, which means I'm working not as hard. And that 
the two concepts to me of not making a splash, but then also accelerating your hand through the water at a slower rate is a really important thought. That's how you're supposed to actually slow yourself down. Um, because you don't really want to change your cadence too much. You want to keep pretty much the same cadence. And your cadence is going to be ter- determined by you mean your... when your pace is slower and when your pace is faster. You got want it. the same cadence. Okay. Similar cadence. I don't know if it'll ever be exactly close. the same. But it'll be Not close. aggressively different. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's the same as a run cadence, right? If a run cadence is supposed to be 180, well, I'm supposed to keep a 180 pretty much if I'm running slowly or quickly. Now, I can't run a 180 <laughs> cadence, period. What does that even mean? Uh, you're f- it's like if you had a tempo trainer uh-huh. beeping. Uh-huh. You're supposed to take 180 steps per minute. Are you a psychopath? It's fast. I think I take 18 steps per minute. It's fast. But How fast you it? have to work up to that. Um, it's pretty hard. I think I do like naturally. I'm like at a 160. So... So I'm definitely like under 100. <laughs> and and when you just try to jump to 180, it's just like swimming. If you try to jump to 180, you don't go anywhere. You just spin your wheels. So it's just like swimming in that mm. like if you don't have everything sort of organized correctly, you have to kind of gradually get there. You just start flailing in swimming, right? Um, and by the way, I look for people to have a cadence. Everyone's a little bit different, I think, in swimming. I don't think it's like a definitive number, but more of a range. I think people should be at, at about a 60 to uh, 75 so 60 to 75 strokes per minute yep we're not talking anything about the kick here right please That's don't count your kick it gets really hard that's yeah, why i hate that. drills just like six yourself. kick switch like yeah. i just no i agree with that um so the idea of understanding your hand needs to accelerate under the water but it doesn't need to accelerate in one second it can accelerate over a longer period of time to generate good propulsion is the but point it's of not that over fatiguing propulsion. You need to make sure that you're actually pushing back against the water and not just letting your hand slip through. You or is it. this a different concept entirely? It, it, it's connected. Okay. It's connected. Um, but like I was saying, cadence and swimming comes from hip rotation. So you could slow your cadence down in order to make things easier, but then you start over rotating and that adds to a lot of dominoes kind of falling out of place. You know, it'll mess everything you up. You definitely lose your stroke at that point. Yeah. Okay. Things will get weird. Uh, your posture, bleh, your, your posture oh will change. I know. Talking's really hard this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, your posture will change. Like, your kick is going to get bigger. Like, things are going to get weird. Mm-hmm. Your breath is going to be elongated. It's not going to work very well. You could do it, and people do, but I wouldn't recommend it necessarily. So... The point of doing, of understanding how you can have a different pace, Mm -hmm. what is the point of that? I'm assuming we're talking towards the people who sort of come in to do triathlon and Mm -hmm. have been doing them for like a year and a half and haven't paid attention to the swim really. Yeah. And they have one Sounds about the right person. Yeah. They have one speed. They don't understand how to actually go a zone two because everything for them is, you know, zone three or up. And those would be? Explain zones. Zones. Oh, heart rate zones, meaning, you know, zone one is typically around like 60 to 70, you know, zone Beats two per is minute? Uh, percent. Oh, percent of, of effort. Effort. Okay. And that's the other thing, by the way. Um, I was going to say, that's a real swimming, slow heart rate. In swimming, I want to check yourself. Perceived effort is the best way to measure how hard you're working. It's really odd because for a lot of land sports, I would say all land sports, 
you can actually get a heart rate pretty quickly and easily, and you can use that as like a, a, a data point that drive your effort. How's that perceived if it's actual? Because when not. you say perceived effort, it, it sounds like... In swimming, it needs to be perceived because you're not going to get an accurate heart rate consistently. Why not? Um, because the way swimming works, kind of, in that it usually takes around 10 to 30 seconds for a device that you're wearing while you swim to actually read your heart rate. But it only takes you maybe 12 to 15 seconds to get to a wall. So you get to the wall, okay. your heart rate automatically changes. It drops. Okay. Or it picks up. You say perceived effort, and I just have like flashback to those like 13-year-old kids who the coach is like, were you trying your hardest? And they're like, yeah. And we all know they weren't. Right. So like, you're a fucking liar. Ooh, sorry. That was aggressive. It was aggressive. I wasn't expecting that. I, <laughs> you have feelings, strong feelings about these uh, 13-year-old liars, huh? I mean, who hasn't been one of those people? Yes. If you've if swam you competitively for your me. entire life, you have definitely been like, yeah, I was working as hard as I could. Yeah, that's the ticket. You're sitting there. Your heart rate's sitting at like 72. <laughs> You're cold. <laughs> um, so perceived heart rate is the best way to measure uh, or perceived effort, I should say, is the best way to measure your effort in swimming. Um, but there are devices that do tell you your heart rate. And so you can see the fluctuations. Like and what? um form goggles seem to be the most popular thing right now is that a brand yes form form okay so they they have a little reader or you can buy a reader for them um that will display in the goggle your heart rate so is it a separate thing of the goggle i'm confused it was at least last year i don't know if they have anything built in now Um, okay but something to keep in mind is your heart rate will spike a lack of air so if you do a flip turn and you do like you know three or four dolphin kicks off the the wall your heart rate's going to spike and then you're going to start swimming and it'll drop back down and then it's going to spike okay all right so it's like this weird inaccurate heart rate reading basically unless you're sprinting unless you're sprinting right and even then if you're sprinting and you're you're fast so we do 50 freestyle in 24 seconds it didn't read my heart rate before i even got out of the water it started reading it after I touched the wall, probably, because it takes time for those things to actually start to measure. Yeah. Swimming makes it very difficult to measure sort of uh, these physiological biomarkers that we use outside of the water. The best way would be to actually have an implant. That's aggressive. It would be a very aggressive approach, but that would be the best way to actually read someone's heart rate while they're in the water. Google now? Uh, I would love to have swimmers have like these like biological implants <laughs> to measure like glucose and you know uh, lactic acid and all that stuff. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing because then you would actually get more true data than something measuring off of the skin. Um, because also, by the way, water is flowing between that device and the s- and your skin, so Whoa. it's also going to be an inaccurate reading in the year three thousand. No, they have the ability to do when that now. Just, Andy Richter just are people willing to do to it. Andy Richter? You never saw that skit? Oh, yes. Conan O'Brien. Thank you. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll have people just walk in and we can shoot something into their arm. Until then, <laughs> yeah. I don't want an Until implant. Then, just, <laughs> just perceive your effort. Um, but it's just something to be kind of kept in the back of someone's mind that in swimming, there's these all these these sort of obstacles to overcome when it comes to like understanding one's effort 
And so you can only just trust yourself and go, okay, well, I'm supposed to swim this 500 at what I perceive to be a zone two, but I feel like I'm in a zone three. You're probably right. Hmm. Okay. So, so other than trying not to make a splash, yep. are there other Simple. ways that someone could There's one more, right? well, work on this? The acceleration factor, right? How, how fast is your hand accelerating to the finish? No, that's not what I mean. I mean, um, what would you tell someone other than try to not make a splash? Yeah. Are there other things that someone can work on on their own to like see what they can do? I would use that phrasing. I would tell them your hand is going to accelerate from the catch to the finish, but can you make that acceleration happen in four seconds, which would be incredibly slow, but it's an opportunity for them to understand. So I, um, it's not a physical cue as much as it is like a, a conceptual cue. Okay. But like, so I have definitely had coaches tell me that um, catch up and three quarters catch up uh-huh. are drills that can help you sort of like reel it in, in terms of. Well, I don't, I don't know, believe going in crazy. Teaching so, is there anything along those lines, or is it really just work on your technique? I don't believe in te- telling people to pause anything, right? Three quarters catch up is a pausing drill. Yeah, it's right? confusing. Um, but catch, catch up, up is drill just a is a pausing drill. It's a glide, and I don't I don't like reinforcing glides. Oh, so we all learned something today. Dominic does not like catch up drill or any of its variants. I didn't know that. Okay. I like zero percent catch up drill. You mean freestyle? <laughs> no, the year. I mean, yes, yeah, the way that I teach freestyle, yes. Um, but yeah, for the most part. Okay. I, I'll that. I'll teach people catch up drill to learn how to swim, but at some point, if you already are, you know, swimming, nah. Leave that. Leave that to the, the beginners. You don't want to. We don't want to reinforce that in your stroke. Okay. Because um, that could what lead to some negative stuff. Yeah, it leads to gliding and a velocity drop, and then you have to pull that much harder. Catch up could also lead to like putting the the power into your shoulder joint. And the timing would careful. be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, I think it's 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 difficult to figure these things out when you're new to swimming and it's definitely difficult to figure these things out when you have a tri coach who's writing your workouts without a lot of explanation of how to do this because they might not know how to do this. So would you they say might just say slow down. This <laughs> conversation happens. is more geared towards adult triathletes who are looking to better their swim. Probably. I'm just trying to figure out like the It could be beginners who just want to swim for fitness but mm-hmm can't understand why they could run a marathon but not swim two laps without getting exhausted um, but they could be mm. you know that's a technique thing as well right these things go hand in hand it's that's the difficulty of swimming and the beauty of swimming is everything is connected so you know talking about isolated movements isn't really helpful so that's why I'm, i talk more about like sort of these concepts can you not make a splash can you keep your form and not make a splash can you keep your form and make your hand accelerate slower through the water hmm. okay makes sense yeah but you have to make sure you still maintain a good kick maintain a good kick maintain a good posture maintain good timing maintain a good breath maintain all these other right. things so you're making it sound like it's actually very simple when in actuality you got a lot simple of shit thoughts on for your a head. complex thing yeah absolutely hmm. i mean i've always ha- I, I to be honest i've just always hated playing around with pace Mm-hmm. But I think that's just sort of in terms of how I was taught to utilize it as a training mechanism. Right. And even that. Elaborate on that. I can't fully explain that. I have no idea. We would have to do 
um it was it was i guess it's actually the same thing though if you really think about it because you're learning how to control your speed so we would have to mm-hmm. do hundreds or two hundreds pace like you're supposed to stay on this pace you're not supposed to like sprint it and come in with a bunch of rest and you're right. not supposed to come in and get nothing right um and i think maybe just doing that because most of my swim practice memories are from the ages of like 11 to 20 so you know that's a while ago <laughs> maybe if i tried it again i'd be better i don't know yeah because I, I guess I'm I know thinking of it as two separate things, but it's really not. Yeah, You're I know really what you mean. You're really just learning how to maneuver your body to go certain speeds and, and understand what you're doing to get there. Right. And I think I didn't fully understand that concept growing up because I didn't have the need for it. Because I'm not swimming a 200 freestyle, 500,000, 1650. I didn't do that. I didn't even swim hundred. I didn't swim freestyle in meets. I just didn't. Yeah, I also think growing up as a competitive, competitive swimmer, your mindset and a practice can very easily switch to, I just need to survive. I don't need to perform well. I just need to survive. And I know You that mean just make it through. I don't necessarily yeah. have to do what you're asking me to do. Or in some ways, but it's like when you play like swim golf, right? As a oh kid. Oh my God. I hate swim golf. And Explain swim golf. <sighs> See, even you don't like so it. So I... I, I enjoyed it to a, a point. Um, you even made me do it at practices. Yeah. And I was like, what in the what? I didn't do it. I so just swam. swim golf. Who does I swim haven't golf? done it so long. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, Shouldn't have said it. I know. <laughs> swim a certain distance with – some people do it differently. Um, and, and, and maybe I shouldn't call it swim golf. But the way that I like to play it is swim a certain distance within a certain time frame. Can you guess that time frame? Other people do it with stroke count, so it's more like golf. Okay, so Google yeah. defines swim golf as an excellent game to incorporate into your workouts to add an element of competition and challenge. It combines both stroke count and speed to produce your score. You add together the number of strokes right. you took for a given distance to your total time in seconds. That is your score. Right. Thanks, Googs. So the variation that I like to play is different. Is Here's a distance. Mm-hmm. What time do you think you're going to go? And then can you go that time? Right? So it would be like, okay, we're going to oh, swim that a, is not how I did a that. 50 freestyle. And you would tell me, I'm going to go 30.1. <laughs> go, okay, let's see if you can go with 30.1. I think and you, you come in 25 if you give me that time. I'm not in swimming shape. <laughs> and you go 30.1. You win because I said I was going to go a 32, but I really want a 35. Make sense? That's how we would kind of play okay, it. And then when so you and the like winner would then all. pick the next distance and the next stroke. And so then what we would do, I know how fast I'm going to go when I go all out and I'm tired. So that's, I'm tired. I'm just going to go all out. I know what my time's going to be. So the way that I had to do it was that we got given a number of strokes. Yeah, that's the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And then if you go over, you done messed up. And then you get the, like, (laughs) score of real golf, which I don't watch golf. Who watches golf? If you do, sorry. Um, (laughs) I have no idea how that scoring works, but I know that you're not supposed to get, like, what, above par. You would get, like, plus six or something if you were supposed to go 15 and you went 21. Is that right? Sounds right to me. He is not making this seem like his eyes are glazing over (laughs) while I'm saying this. Like, Lissa, stop. But. It was awful. People who call it swolf also, I will not speak to you in public. So. My point to this this 
I don't know, tangent, I guess, is when you're an age group swimmer, you know your limitations in a way, and you know your speeds, and you can kind of just manipulate it to go all out instead of actually learning how to pace yourself. It's yeah. easier to know what I'm going to go when I try really hard versus what I'm going to go when I sit back a little bit because we spend so much time in competitive swimming just going hard. Yeah. Which you should. That's why I always hated sets that were swimming. like a two, like 10 200s, your first 50, you're at zone one, second 75, you're at zone three, then next 50, bring back to zone one, and then how much do I have left? What is that? I, what are you talking about? I don't know. I'm trying to add up to a 200 and I've lost it. <laughs> I did 50, 50, 100, 70. So I've got 25 left. 25 all out. Moving that up and down. Oh, it just drove me crazy. Yes. So back to our point. But then also I feel like when you're hand. a kid, you're like oh, singing more. songs in your head while you're swimming. And then when you're more of an adult, you're like actually paying attention to what you're doing. I think people still sing to themselves as adults when they swim. If if you told me to swim a 500, well, the a, distance I would matters. lose count because I would just completely get distracted by whatever thoughts i had in my head mm -hmm. because you know i'm singing something in my head probably or thinking about something else not actually counting the 500 yeah i don't know why but you pick up like this like knack for like counting without paying attention at least i did i remember distinctly two 200 butterfly races where i was like uh -oh. I was in the lead and I'm like, someone needs to catch up because I'm lost. And it was only a 200. And I'm like, I'm going to stop at the 150 and someone's going to be like, what are you doing? Never happened, but it's petrifying. <laughs> and when you see it happen, you're like, oh, thank God that wasn't me. You've I feel so happen? bad for that person. I've seen it happen in two ways. Someone stop short or stop early on the 150 and then someone do a 250. And the person who did a 250 was 250 breaststroke. Well, wouldn't they just count the time though? They count the time, you're but you could technically get your energy. You could technically get DQ'd. Why? Because you're delaying the meet. Yep. Especially if it's like a a meet like a, a a conference meet or something like that. Yeah. So a lot of PVS meets like do dive over starts in order to fit in as many races as they can during an allotted time frame. So you're like eight heats of two hundred breaststroke. Your first heat goes. As soon as that last person touches, I think there's a certain amount of time. All of the swimmers are supposed to stay in the water before the next heat starts. Right. So that they can make the most of the time. So that's why you would get a delay of meat in right. case you didn't know. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening to it and you made it this far into this podcast, because really the meat of this podcast was covered like 15 minutes ago. Aren't normally our podcasts really only like five minutes of information and like 35 minutes of me saying things that you choose to ignore or make fun of? Something like that. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Accurate. Good. Correct ratio there. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's wrap it up. Subscribe Rate, to the review. podcast. Subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. If there's anything you ever want to see, let us know. Talk to us. We like We like feedback. We like interaction. I feel like the tone you've taken has gotten real creepy. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else? Good? No. All right. Bye, Bye. for now.